A very warm welcome to all my listeners. I am Jyoti Benjamin, a registered dietitian nutritionist. I am a member of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. In my podcast, Talking Nutrition, we will discuss nutrition for all disease states. Now let's start our podcast in Talking Nutrition with learning how to restore our gastrointestinal health or GI health, to keep it easy and simple. GI health is actually at the core of our health. Without a healthy GI function, other systems like our immune system, our skin, our musculoskeletal system, our cardiovascular system, they don't function optimally. So it's very important to take care and effectively support our GI function. And in this podcast, we will talk about how to maintain and restore wellness for our GI health. An optimal functioning digestive system is the cornerstone of good health. So let's start with optimizing our digestion. What do we need to do in that? Now, what is digestion? It is the breakdown of the food that we eat. They are large, insoluble food molecules that we have, but they can be absorbed right way into our system. They need to be broken down into smaller particles so that it can be absorbed into our blood. So it takes for a food about 24 to 72 hours, approximately about three days for it to move through our digestive tract. The exact time will, of course, depend on the type of food, how much, the general composition of all that you've eaten. But drinking and eating habits play a big role in how we feel that bloat that most of us do from time to time after a meal. Food and beverages that contain added sugar alcohols Now, they should certainly be avoided to manage the bloat. Now, a lot of people think that I don't eat sugar. I eat monk fruit or I have stevia or anything. No matter what the product is called, they are all artificial sweeteners. They are all sugar alcohols. They are all polyols and they all cause bloating. So be very, very careful when you get into this, I'm not eating sugar, but there is artificial sweetness in one form or the other in all the foods that you eat. Now, foods like pineapple, papaya, chia seeds, kefir, fennel, they will all help you to improve your digestion. Stay hydrated and control your stress. These three things will help you to optimize your digestion. Now, there is something that you need to support your gastric support, what we call. How do we support our gastric system? Occasionally, there is discomfort, you know, after you have coffee, spicy foods or fried foods and experience relief after eating foods like drinking maybe milk or something that soothes your gastric system. Now, these kind of foods are called demulsants. They are soothing and protective. They form a film over your mucous membrane, which means 
the pain, the discomfort you are having due to inflammation, they provide relief. So what are demulcent foods like green bananas or plantains, bone broth, ginger? Ginger is widely used as a culinary herb that has excellent health benefits. And other demulcents could be like black pepper, turmeric. The next step is for a good GI health is to restore our gut flora. You might have heard that the word biome, microbiome, is being used these days. Basically, it is our gut flora. A normal bowel microflora supports healthy gastrointestinal function through numerous mechanisms, which are kind of complicated, but everyday factors such as poor diet, stress, disruption because of travel can influence our intestinal microflora and upset our digestive system and cause irregularity. So the one way to balance out this gut flora is to eat foods that are polyphenol rich. Now, what are they? They are like berries, green and black tea, dark chocolate. Cloves are a good way to get our gut flora, you know, give it some balance. But certainly, certainly, certainly do get rid of all artificial sweeteners. If my saying so is not kind of clicking with you or ringing a bell, read the latest studies. You will find that almost all artificial sweeteners, either they, they are related to causing cardiovascular issues or they are related to dementia. A lot of studies are coming out and lately quite a few. So please, if nothing else you take away from today's podcast, do take away. Eat sugar, be accountable, or do not eat any. Do not go for sugarless or artificial sweeteners, but kind of, you know, staying in that realm of not giving up the habit of satisfying your sweet tooth. The other thing is exercise regularly. Now, exercise regularly doesn't really mean you have to be on the treadmill for an hour every single day or you must go to the gym. No. The minimum is at least start to walk and do some strength exercises like bands, you know, the stretch bands or something like that. You don't have to go lifting weights or something like that. But if you do want to get into full-fledged workouts, then please do get some help so that you don't hurt yourself and don't do things in a wrong way. And big one, avoid smoking. So now we've learned that, you know, digestion is important. We need to support our gastric system, need good flora in our gut. The other very important factor to always, always remember is detoxification and elimination. How do we clean it? In a healthy gut, toxins or the waste products usually are detoxified by the liver and eliminated through our bowels, right? And effective metabolism and excretion supports 
health of tissues, organs throughout the body, not just in the intestinal tract. Like I said, our good optimal tract supports the whole of us. So lifestyle and environmental factors play a big role, very significant role in determining the extent of exposure we have to xenobiotics. Now you will wonder, what are xenobiotics? The major source of xenobiotics is our food additives, like the colorings, all those chemicals when you read the nutrition labels, the things that are hard to pronounce, all those chemicals. They may be in the food and we think it is good, but a chemical is a chemical. Keep that in mind. The ambiguity of the chemicals in the environment from multiple sources. It is present in the food and most common sources are our prepackaged goods that we buy. Now, other than the flavorings and the colors and the preservatives and all those unpronounceable chemicals when you read the food label, especially towards the bottom of the label, they try to hide it from us. The other sources are your fungicides, pesticides, herbicides, antibiotics or hormone residues and, you know, various other drugs. And also remember, all the vitamins and the herbs over the counter that you buy and have. Why? Because my friend said so. Or I just read somewhere or I saw it on YouTube and they said this was great or I saw an ad. Do not have vitamins or herbals just because a friend or family member had and said that, oh, they were wonderful and they fixed me. You can have vitamins if you are running low in them. So if you have this feeling that I need to have more iron, I think I'm running low or my vitamin D or my Bs or something like that, go talk to your doctor, get a blood work done and see if you're actually running low and then have them. And why do I say this? We're coming towards detoxification. Remember I said liver detoxifies everything that we have, all chemicals, whether that be over-the-counter your vitamins, herbals, your prescription medications, or the chemicals in our foods, which are in the form of preservatives. Everything we eat is taken care of. And when we have too many vitamins or things that we really don't require, but we're having it just because, you're simply putting extra pressure, extra work you're giving to your liver. Also remember that Fruits and vegetables, they can help reduce and eliminate xenobiotics. So include your cruciferous vegetables in your diet, like the broccolis and the cauliflowers, the cabbage, beets, turmeric. And let me pause here when I say turmeric. I think I used that word even before. When I say turmeric, I'm not talking about you going, buying a pill or a capsule and popping one every morning. No, I'm talking about the spice because turmeric needs to be cooked, have fat and pepper for it to be effective. So invest in a good spice, add a pinch to anything you are cooking and you've got it. Same goes for ginger. And then spirulina. Spirulina is a green, very impressive green. 
you can add a little bit to your salad. Now, there are a lot of spirulina dehydrated packets that people put a tablespoon in their smoothies. Try your level best to get foods in the fresh form or eat them as they are rather than in the form of powders, pills, packets, capsules, something that has been, you know, always remember if there is a product, it's been put in a factory and it comes out from the other side looking nothing like the original, it is not the product that you want to have. So spirulina, when I say is very impressive green, add it for detoxification of your liver into your diet. I mean the green herb itself. It can be added to any green salad you're adding. Add a few springs to it. That's how you do. So this is how we take care of a GI health. Recapping it, very important. Optimize your digestive system. Make that bloat go away by taking care of artificial sweeteners. Uh, use things like pineapple, papaya, kefir, fennel to improve your digestion. Provide some gastric support. Cover the lining of your stomach with some soothing like cold milk and things. When you get relief from such things, remember you, that means you have inflammation there. And so, again, ginger, turmeric, bananas, they can come in handy. Gut flora, which is a microbiome, take care of that one. And then, finally, detoxification, elimination, a regular bowel movement, important. Don't wait for four or five days before you realize, oh, I've not had a bowel movement. And then start have everything that you can find on the shelf to have to eliminate. A daily bowel movement is a healthy way to go. So this is how we restore our GI health. And this was Talking Nutrition with you. Goodbye. Until we meet next time. Take care.